I swear, if it rains, I've taken that washing line in twice already. Is it? Is it in? It's now back out because the sky was blue and now the sky is dark. We'll take it in. Is this recording? Yes. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ten Down with Terry and David. Welcome back. This I'm is talking about the weather. And Ireland, July is, is a wipeout. Good luck to you. <laughs> Why are you from the country? <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, this is the bonus episode. We just want to say thank you so much for the response on Sunday's episode with regards to our birth story. Like, I can't get over the amount of messages. Also, can't get over the listens. It, they absolutely skyrocketed. So, obviously, kind of talking about Obviously, birth. it's a very, very touchy subject. No, not touchy. I'd say it's popular. I just think people really enjoy hearing. Like I know I love I love to hear other people's experiences. Reassurance. Yeah, reassurance a little bit. But yeah, just thanks so much. The messages that I've been getting. I'm trying I'm still trying to get through all of the messages and get back to people, but I've really, really enjoyed hearing other people's experiences and also how even talking about it and opening up about it and um, Coley Stasis in particular, like two people got on to me and said that they hadn't really heard of anybody else having it. Mm. So it was nice to be able to even talk to them. And I was asking them, have they had babies afterwards? And they, they confirmed, but I was kind of worried about that. Um, and did, did they? Yeah, they did. And they had the same situation again? Yeah, but it was because they knew it happened the first time. They were more aware so of it. having it. Yeah. They does, were sorry, for does it happen at exactly the same time? So one girl, she said that she delivered at the same time as me, 37 weeks. And then the other, yeah, so she delivered at 37 weeks on her first baby. And then on her second, they had to deliver at 36. But because she was aware of it after the first one, she was monitored closely on the second one. So she felt safer, if that makes any sense. So we had a good conversation and it was just really nice to talk to her because obviously it's something that plays in my mind. If, you know, we're ever lucky enough to, to get pregnant again and have another baby that another sydney another <laughs> sydney <laughs> i think they would leave the country. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah just to kind of know what to expect and like i did know that you do d- once you have it once it happens again mm. but and it was just nice to communicate with other people that have had it as well because it is quite rare mm. like i i was a little bit like shocked as well at the amount of messages like they were coming in like obviously i wasn't seeing them through the night but when I was reading back over, you could see the time. Two stamp. o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like there was one there at half five this morning. So obviously somebody was probably up feeding the baby. Yeah. And had, a, had a listen in. Yeah. Or and on they got that bit of reassurance. Yeah. Or on night shifts. I had a lot of nurses reaching out and messaging. And they were actually saying that they were the exact same as me with regards to the panic and kind of known too much and how it didn't actually help them in the end. Like it made things worse yeah yeah. (laughs) they do say nurses and doctors make the worst patients but like i've been a patient plenty of times before and i always felt like i was really good but i think because it was it was a major thing big procedure (laughs) like you weren't going in to get your finger stitched (laughs) on cassie's 21st (laughs) but scar right right so yeah so just thank you so much and i'm so glad that i helped so many people and i'm so glad that you guys enjoyed it because, it, to be honest, it's taken a big weight off my shoulders. I was actually only saying to my um to my friend Amanda, I actually feel because I spoke about it and even the formula feeding, I feel like the power I've taken the power back because mm. I felt like there was so many people with their opinions and they were messaging me or like they were writing on forums and stuff mm. about like trying to figure out if I was breastfeeding or slating 
what what way I was doing things. So, um, but yeah, it was just kind of nice to take that power back, I suppose, and be like, yeah, I actually did formally feed, and here's why, and it doesn't always work out the way that you think it does, and yeah, it was just nice, and also a lot of people reached out as well, and we spoke about you know what I was saying about people in your circle kind of commenting on what way that you're doing things with your baby and how that can affect you like yeah. it's, like I said it's not it's not just me because like I've got a public profile like there's people that experience it in in friend groups and stuff like, yeah, like how many times since Sydney has been born because uh, it's been said to me <laughs> I know it's been said to you where like people would just be like and there are people like within our circle they'd go oh I wouldn't do it that way oh, and you're going I know one person what do you mean you wouldn't do it that way I know one person in particular that's really bad on yeah, your side I know and we're both looking at each other and saying what it doesn't matter what way as long as the baby is looked uh, after are we talking about the right person who are you talking about but sorry I just wanted to make sure we're talking about the same person yeah we just went off air there for a second <laughs> But yeah, there is definitely people. I think that's just natural though. Like people are just, they, they pass remarks and they don't even realise that they're doing it. And it's it's why I said in the last episode, I went into motherhood with my eyes wide open and I would never in a million years comment on what any of my friends are doing. I just mm. support them. And I think my, my friend group in particular, like my two friend groups, like my nurses and actually all my friend groups, any any friend group that I'm in, they've all been absolutely amazing. And I can see that we're all amazing to mammies in the group. Mm. Like my friends have all had babies in the last two years and, you know, one of them swore she wouldn't co-sleep and then she was co-sleeping and, you know, she was saying to me, I know I shouldn't be doing it, but it's the only way I can get sleep and I'm doing it safely and this is what I'm doing. And I was just like, you do you. If you feel like that's what you need to do to get your baby sleep and you're doing it safely, like you know whatever but I, yeah. I think uh being a, becoming a parent has for me as as the dad has um has really opened my eyes and i've said it before and i'll say it again is that single parents are like yeah it's it's that's a whole different breed i yeah like i know imagine doing it all on your own I know I have such respect like, for anybody. Hats off to anyone that's a single or, parent. Because I know that there's a lot of girls out there listening that their par- their partners work. Like shift work. Shift work or I know one of my friends in particular, her partner's gone 12 hours a day. Mm. And then they only see each other really on the weekend. Like he only gets the babies for like an hour or two hours when he gets home. And it's really hard on him. But it's also hard on her. And it's it's like she's a single parent sometimes. Mm. So we're, we're really lucky in a sense that we both work from home. We're flexible. Like, you know, our, our work, although it doesn't stop and it's like 24-7, we do have the capacity to kind of work together and see see each other a lot and, you know, have each other support through it. Anyway, we just wanted to say thanks so much. Like, I was never expecting that response and it's really blown my mind. Look, I've actually had people, pals of mine that have messaged. Who? Damo message this morning and said te- give Terry a big hug from me and Nikki ah because he was li- he obviously listened in either this morning they're or last so night they're so lovely David yeah they are so lovely um we need to go for dinner with them sometime <laughs> they have two <laughs> make kids. that happen <laughs> um or we need to do a play date or something anyway so yeah I just want to say thanks sometimes I think just hearing someone else's story as well can also validate how you're feeling and and also on the formula front I just want to say thanks so much to everybody that's reached out that's even breastfed that kind of showed support and mm. um, it was great to talk to other mums who wanted to breastfeed but end up formally feeding it was also lovely to talk to mums who chose to formally feed because I just thought that was incredible that they were so confident in their it's decision it's a big, uh, big decision it and is it, and, and, I and I when you make the decision I feel like the girl just needs to yeah. like st- 
stick to it, give themselves a pat on the back and the baby's being fed, that's all that matters. Yeah, and although I remember, although I was at peace with it, I was like, right, this is what we're doing, we're formally feeding, it's what's best for her. She was absolutely thriving, she was sleeping, like she was fed and I always say, I say and even said when I was pregnant, fed is best. But I just remember when people would come over and I was giving her a bottle, I, I remember a few times and I remember one of your family members actually said to me, she said, stop, I think it was Amy. She's like, stop. Like, because I was like, oh, I, I tried breastfeeding. I kept going on, like, justifying what I was mm. doing. And... Yeah, I, now that you're saying that, I remember, remember people Amy coming in and it. you'd be like... Oh, yeah. It, it was I, like I really you had your line, you had a piece of paper in your hand. Like, it's the same little script to read out going... I know. I'm, I, I'm actually really trying hard, but it didn't work. It's like... I know. Stop explaining yourself. I know. And at the time, I didn't see what was wrong with that and now I'm looking back being like why did I feel like I had to justify like if I see a woman giving her baby a bottle now I don't even think I don't care I know I know, I know that sounds bad but I don't care but as long as the baby's fed nobody should give a shit what way you're feeding the baby on, on the formula front that's another minefield in itself oh stop like when you walk into the shop it's like <laughs> which one do you pick I know <laughs> but yeah I just think if you find yourself kind of justifying it you probably need to sit down and have a chat with one of your friends or somebody in your group that has maybe formula fed or somebody that you feel might be supportive and just kind of have a chat with them and be like, why do I feel like I need to justify this? Like my baby's doing really well. She's 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 fed and all of that. But um, yeah, it was just lovely to have all those conversations and thanks so much again. But we do have an email that came in. It's kind of scary and kind of funny. <laughs> so I said I'd read it out. So it's from a lovely girl and it basically says... Hi guys, love the episode on your birth story. I had my baby via forceps delivery after an agonizing 13 hours in labor. P.S. Terry, you missed absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. I felt a huge guilt afterwards that I couldn't do it alone. I also couldn't breastfeed. I felt it so difficult and found my mental health declined when I was trying, so for I formula fed. I felt like my body failed me and had some snidey remarks as well from my in-laws with regards to formula. Anyway... My second baby was a different story. I felt labor starting and, and contraction starting. I thought I was in for another grueling 13 hours. So I had a shower, moisturized, moseyed around. And after about two hours, the, the contraction started to get a little bit more intense. So we decided to go in. I tried to sit in the car and I barely could. So I started off by semi lying down, semi sitting in the car. And then by the end of the journey, I was on my knees screaming at my husband to go faster and holding onto the back seat. That sounds like you, Terry, getting to McDonald's before it closes. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure was so intense. Just before we arrived at a hospital, I felt, I felt this incredible pressure and sense to push. My daughter was delivered right there in the car park and my husband was as white as a ghost. And when he got out of the car to go, go in and get the nurses, he fainted. Afterwards, I felt so guilty that we hadn't gone er earlier, but grateful that everything was okay. We were all okay afterwards, but to say we were the talk of, a, of the hospital was an understatement. I wanted to share this with you and for other moms as well that might be listening, because I feel like we are so hard on ourselves as women. No matter what we do, we doubt ourselves and it's our, in our nature. We need to be kinder to ourselves and to others and lift each other up it's the hardest job in the world but we're women and we have this i just thought that was so nice can we just please <laughs> talk about the husband that <laughs> fell on the ground <laughs> she didn't have the fruit pastels ready she didn't have to have the rookie error if you're going for number three <laughs> fill the cars with uh, fruit pastels i think in baby bags it needs to be i 100 <laughs> percent would have completely just killed over if you had done that in the car in the car so like I I've walked past you going to the toilet, <laughs> I swear, the thought of you going, 
and pushing the child out in the middle of a car. Maybe in. In, oh are you all right there you just have a little episode i think in every single baby bag there needs to be a packet of fruit pastels and you can thank me later <laughs> but david can you imagine do you know i used to work with a girl and she had a, a very very similar story to that and it was on her second and then who else my friend my friend elaine she won't mind me saying it she um nearly gave birth to um lola in the car like she barely made it in through the doors and, the, and when where they, was darren Darren was like part so she was like she started off like that like sitting down and then by the end she was holding on to the back of the the back of the seat and then when she got into the hospital um she was like I'm, I'm gonna have the baby I'm gonna have the baby they went into the examination room and the baby came out and Darren just arrived in as the as Lola came out because he was parking the car oh for Jesus I sake. know but uh, they need a um, <laughs> valet service at the at the hospitals <laughs> yeah but that had happened to the girl at my job and to Elaine and I kept saying to my friend Louise she was pregnant on a girl on her second and I kept saying that baby's going to come so quick because I feel like everybody I know that's pregnant on a girl the second time round, it's just like, I just feel like... What, it, are you trying to convince me here? No, no, what I'm saying is if you're listening and it's your second, don't what hang around. What I'm saying is if you're listening that the second one just pops out like a little grape. Why are you like, tur- why have you turned into this person from the country all of a sudden? Are you okay? I think you're just like... Having a, a a midlife crisis because yeah. I know that you. Well, you're not midlife. You're past midlife now. You're you're really old. You're a fossil. <laughs> hey, David, you're a wee fossil. You're a fossil. Listen to me, Linda, Linda, Linda. Listen, I'm telling you now. You're going in and out of these phases of wanting and not wanting, and I know already you're going into this little bucket again and going. No, I'm done. I am one and done, one and done for sure. David, the look of reassurance on this fella's face is uncanny. Like he's just sitting there. He's just become 10 years younger yeah. right in front of me so yeah that's the email that came in can you just can you just imagine that for a second like the absolute chaos of that i went for a while i kept watching videos of women giving birth in the car i'm sure like everybody else has seen them that woman where she's like screaming in the car and she's like the baby's head and then <laughs> the fella is like should i keep driving should i pull over and she's just not answering them and then she just pulls down her trousers and pulls the baby <laughs> out <laughs> i think i've like, seen that actually and he's like i'm like Am I driving? Am I driving? She's just going, oh my God. And he's like, oh my God, you did it. And then I've seen other ones where like the husband's so chilled and he's like, just What breathe. would you reckon? Which one would I be? I reckon you just wouldn't speak and your eyeballs would be popping out of your head and you'd have a hoover, but hoover in your hair. I reckon oh. you'd be like this, hoover in your head. <laughs> Don't disturb me when I'm With cleaning my room. With playing in the background. Oh, definitely cold line would be playing. D- so David has a very, very, very specific taste in music, right? He likes... I have... I have... I've, I have a taste of music that varies. It, it depends on my mood, Terry. No, your your taste of music so is mom. basically sad. Like you you want to be sad. You play sad songs, sad music. I was actually only thinking about this last night, right? <laughs> that, and we were talking about because we were, we had uh, done the the bonus e- or we'd done the main episode, and it kind of brought back a lot of memories because we, as you said, we hadn't sat down and gone through it bit by bit. And I remember after Sydney was born and I was kind of like in a bit of a weird Psychopath. (laughs) Psychopath. And David kept playing Adele's new album. It had just come out when we had Sydney. He kept playing the song Go Easy On Me. So like he was in the kitchen. Sydney would be in her bassinet like asleep. I was trying to push out for energies to go easy on me. Go easy. Like literally you were going around like this. 
No, I'll tell you what Poor got me into the album. Poor unfortunate soul. I'll tell you why. why. No, I want Let to explain finish. your taste in music. So David, in general, it, it didn't come surprise me that that's he loved that album. But like, you love really sad, slow music. I love acoustic music. A what? A what? Acoustic. A I love a acoustic. What? Tony, what are you doing, Rush? I didn't know I did a podcast with your dad. <laughs> If anyone goes past me or drives past me on the road and sees me with earphones in, they'll be like, they're like, David's <laughs> listening to Celine Dion. <laughs> yeah, he or Tony Celine Braxton, Dion. unbreak my he heart. Went through, he went through a phase as well during COVID. Remember when everyone just loved wine? <laughs> and he'd be like on a random Wednesday, like drunk. With the, with the fire burning out the back and yeah. I'd just be playing Tony Braxton. No, Dave, I remember like he, we got really drunk one night and David was blaring Celine Dion and he was like kicking his leg out in the air. It was like... Something from a movie. Yeah, well, Terry, what's your point? My point is, is that I don't know. I'm just lagging it. <laughs> but anyway, we'll we wrap this up. This let is, me finish. Yeah, you were on. asking what, uh, sorry, I asked you what, what way would I go? Would I be quiet in the car? Or would I go crazy? That's what it is. Yeah. So we can't leave this house. Sorry, I can't leave this house without it just being chaotic can you imagine if you all of a sudden start getting contractions for a second baby and the ba- the bag wasn't ready and we were trying to leave the, the house with sydney and with jake and it's just it's just chaotic imagine trying to get everyone into the car and you're sitting there like getting even stronger contractions i just i just press that eject, eject button and i'd just be gone right if jake could talk what was what would his accent be i reckon he'd have a scottish accent no I reckon it would definitely be American surfer, Californian dude. Hey, hey guys, have you seen my... No, no, what would he... No, he'd sound like uh, I think a- Arlo. For, uh, that's who he'd sound like. No, I think he'd sound like... Hey, guys, have you seen my baseball? I, I had it here a minute ago. I think I ate it. <laughs> do you want to go to the beach? Terry, hey, guys, do you like my amazing. beard? <laughs> hey, um, hey, I sleep by my dad's ass. <laughs> we have now just created a new ick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Jesus. Okay, so Can we've we finish this episode now, yeah. please. So anyway, that is our birth story. No, what? No. That so anyway <laughs> That is our bonus episode. Thanks so much for checking in. Please go listen to sad music and remind yourself of Dahi Mikulafadrik. Yeah, remember if you're on your second baby and it's a girl, it's not even gonna touch the size, she's gonna fly out. Yeah, sorry, actually we were walking on a walk yesterday through Malahide and Terry says, That could be us and there was a couple that had a child <laughs> that would have been like it had a newborn and a child that would be like probably a year old in Sydney. And it was they had it was two girls and that was my answer though if we and they were, were all crying if we were lucky yeah <laughs> even the husband was crying even if we were lucky enough to have a second child it would 100% be another girl you are destined to be around 100% girls your whole entire life you're destined to have your head wrecked by girls so is your dad good night god bless we'll talk to you later. Bye.